All right, everybody, it's week six of the Westford Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, I'm going to be honest, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel for a guest this week. It's actually Sunday morning right before the games. Uh, Sweeney got married this weekend. Uh, we're in Key West. We're actually in our hotel room right now. And uh, Danielle, you didn't feel really great about me taking a microphone in our luggage. No, I didn't. I... um. I told you we absolutely don't need to bring that, and you said, Danielle, do not fight me on this. I'm bringing this microphone. No, that's not what I said. I said, I need this. Yeah, you need this. Yeah, because it's important. All the listeners of this podcast need one to come out every uh, week. Yeah, so I'm glad you found me at the bottom of the barrel. Well, the plan was, well, maybe somehow someone around here might partake in the podcast other than you i mean you're not even in the league no but anyway with that in mind uh danielle yes i figured i'd let you do the power rankings and then we'd predict matchups sounds good uh after that i'm gonna kick you to the curb and then i'm gonna go through uh uh a a top or maybe a bottom 10 list of the worst performances in our league history. Uh, but before we get there, Danielle, I want yes. you to go through your power rankings, starting from 12, and kind okay. of ex- explain the methodology before you go go through your list. Okay. So Keith, Keith needed something that I could participate in um, that... Yeah, basically something I could actually participate in. Um, So we did a power rankings based on how many people I knew from each team. So Scientific. Yeah, so basically any names I've recognized from playing fantasy before or hearing people talk about them, you don't, I probably, you know, you couldn't ask me much about them at all because I still probably wouldn't know very much. But I know their names. I know their football players. And then uh, what did you do about tiebreakers? Oh, yeah. For tiebreakers, I... Um, you picked the... Oh, I picked... So, sorry, I'm trying to remember what I did again. So for each team, I picked who I thought was the best player based on my little knowledge of um, football performance in 2017. Um and, and that, so if somebody tied for, like, let's say I only knew two players from two of the teams, I would pick which of them had the better player as their top one. All right. So let's get down to it. Yeah. So starting at the bottom, there were two teams that I knew one player from each. So good news is there were not any teams that I knew zero players there were two teams that I knew one player. That was Trub Thumping and Dante's Inferno? Correct. Okay. And so for Trub Thumping, I believed their best player was Deshaun Watson. And for... Okay, I'm, I'm calling <laughs> bullshit on this. 
Because you were, because I was like telling you to tell me which players you knew, and you're like, oh yeah, Deshaun Watson, that sounds familiar. Or is it Deshaun Jackson? I know. You know Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Watson's a rookie, and I'm just not buying. Oh, I don't think I knew him. I just picked a random player for their best player. Oh, you thought he was. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Sorry. Sorry. So I should have actually stayed with the ones I knew for who their best player was. No, this is, this is more fun. You're right. Okay. So Deshaun Watson is his best player. And then Dante Inferno's best player is Odell Beckham Jr., who I did know because a few seasons ago I played fantasy and I picked him up on like the the waiver, waiver wire, wire and I did really well with him. Yeah, you so actually won the league. I did. Cuz you actually don't need to know much about players to do well if you just analyze the news and the numbers and everything. So um. Yeah, I went with. So who's twelve? Twelve. I went with Trub Thumping and Dante's Inferno got eleven because I knew uh-huh. Odell Beckham Jr. All right. So I know you lucked into it, but you're two for two on best player. <laughs> All right. Nice. So now for number ten, there were five people tied with um, me knowing two players on their team. So we've got the Washington Falcons. Fail- oh, fail sins. Okay. Fail sons. Sorry, I'm reading Keith's handwriting and he kind of rushed it. And then Beyonce. Ugh. Teach me how to Duggar. And um, we had Devante and the sick folklore. So I had to break up this tiebreaker of five players by um, ranking based on who their best player was. Okay, so in 10th place is the Washington Fail Suns. Um, and their best player is somebody I don't know, Jarek Mc... I didn't even... Jarek McKinnon? I didn't even write the rest of the, the name. You think his best player is Jarek McKinnon? All right, I yeah. buy it. Okay. So in 9th place it, but is um, Devante with Wallace as his best player. Mike Wallace. Mike Way Wallace. to go. Um... In eighth place is the Sick Folklore. Their best player is Adrian Peterson, who I'm not sure is playing this season because I know in past seasons he's always been up in the air. But uh, <laughs> no, no, keep going. It's somebody it's I recognized perfect. as a as okay. a good player in the past. Um, teach me how to Duggar in number seven with Tom Brady as their best player. Duh. Um. Beyonce at number six with Marshawn Lynch. Okay, so this brings us to the top four. How exciting. In fourth place, we've got Forte Knox um, and their best player, Demarius Thomas. Right? That's the right name. Uh, well, you said the name right. Uh, okay. Debatably, <laughs> their best player. I would say probably not. <laughs> All right, number three is Murray Brown with DeMarco Murray as their best player. I mean, it's in the title of their name, so. So you knew four players on both of these teams? Yes. No, actually, so on Forte Knox, I knew three people on their team. Got it. Um, For Murray Brown, I knew four people on their team. So we're getting higher. So next, in second place, my own husband, 
Ajayi Five O. I knew five people on his team. All right. Well, and I think it's probably need, because you talked yeah, about your I, team to me. I think so. we need to mention that fact. That the yeah. only reason you know five players on my team is that I won't stop talking about fantasy football. No. Yeah. And Ajay Ajayi, I wouldn't know who the hell he was, but because Keith loves him, now I I know his name. And so I said his best player was Jay Ajayi just because he's the only guy I ever hear about. So this brings us to number one. My favorite football team of the league is Kremlin Knox. I know six people on on D's team, right, you yeah, said? Yeah, it's D. And yeah. I, and I think um, the six players you know were on her team as of 2015 as well. Yeah, because I recognized a lot of them because I had them or wanted them on my team when I played a couple years ago. Yeah. So you've got a lot of the oldies that I recognized. Um, All right. And I think it was Deshaun Jackson that I believed was your best player. Interesting. Not true, but interesting. <laughs> well, All, right. All right. So let's run through that list one more time. Uh, okay. So number 12, we had... Trub Thumping, 11, Dante's Inferno, 10, Washington Fail Sons, 9, The Sick Folklore. No, 9 was Devante, 8 was The Sick Folklore, 7 was Teach Me How to Dugger, 6 was Beyonce, 5 was The Fuller Monty, 4 was Forte Knox, 3 was, remind me, 3 was Murray Brown, 2 was Jai Five O, and 1 is Kremlin Knox. All right, Danielle, let's speed through the matchups now. You're going to okay. predict them based on nothing. So whether it's just, you're basically, all you're going to hear is the name, okay? Okay, so gonna... I'll just pick whose name I like better. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. All right. So let me pull up the matchups now. All right, first matchup is Ajayi 5-0 versus Trub Thumping, who leads 4-2 all time in, or like, across the years okay well because i know ajayi 50 is you i'm gonna go trub thumping for nice, the win nice okay uh i am going to disagree and <laughs> predict myself <laughs> all right all right next matchup washington fail sons versus murray brown the fail sons lead this matchup five three all time I'm going to go the name Fail Sons, even though your name is driving me nuts because Keith says I can't pronounce it correctly. All right, so let's peel back the curtain here. Uh, we stopped recording like 10 times because she just kept going. I said Failson. You are just like Failson. Failson, like Jackson. Like Jackson, yeah. It was very confusing to me. All right, you're taking, you took who? The Fail Sons? Yeah, their name I like better. All right, there's a dog barking in the background. Uh, I, too, am going to go with the Fail Sons. All right, next matchup. Beyonce versus Kremlin Knox. Kremlin Knox leads... Actually, no, this is tied 4-4 all time. So I keep changing the way I'm actually voting, so I'm just going to go with uh, Kremlin Knox because I liked their team the most. Yeah, you ranked them yeah. number one. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll, I'll agree. I mean, uh, Beyonce has had a lot of luck, so it wouldn't be shock me if if he won here, but I'll go Kremlin Knox as well. All right, next matchup, Teach Me How to Dugger versus Devante. Uh, Devante leads 4-2 all time. I like Devante's name, so Devante. Ooh, so Devante has a name that uh, is divisive in our league. Uh, 
Some people love it. Most people hate it. But I'm glad you are on the right side yeah. of the argument. Um, it's a better version of Beyonce. Wow. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, I'm going to teach me how to dug her here. Okay. Uh, let's move on. The Fuller Monty versus Dante's Inferno. Uh, t- the series is tied 2-2 all time. This is a tough one. Their names, I feel like, are pretty similar, and they're tied 2-2. Two two. I guess Dante's Inferno rolls off the tongue easier, so we'll do that. All right. Uh, I'm going the Fuller Monty here. All right. Last matchup. 14 Knox versus the Sick Folklore. It's actually tied 5-2. Five all time. They're siblings. This is a, oh. a bitter feud. Wow. They're siblings. Who are they? Oh wait, no, I don't need to I can't know you, that yeah, yet. Yeah, you don't need to know. Um Forte Knox, I'll go. Forte Knox. Uh me as well. So we agree on like five of six wow. of these, and the only one we disagree on is the one you picked against me. Yeah, yep. All right. I just had to do that. All right, Danielle. I wasn't lying. Get the hell out of here. All right. See you later. All right. All right. Thanks, Danielle. Um, now what I want to do is do a little segment I uh, mentioned at the top of the show. Obviously, this is a rushed podcast. There's not a lot of analysis going into it. Uh, but what I did was I pulled together a list of the 10 worst single week performances by a team in our league history. Um, and what I should mention is that uh, although I did look at prior years before 2014, none of those years appear on the list because of individual defensive players making us be able to score like 200 points a week. Uh, honorable mention does go to Stevie, who in like 2013 scored like 74 points, which almost made this list, uh, even with individual defensive players. But anyway, uh, let's start at number 10. Let's take a look. The 10th worst performance in our league history. Uh, that belongs to Galligan this year, Murray Brown, 2017. Uh, he scored 66.39 points against the Fuller Monty. Uh, and Galligan's team, it's been up and down a lot. Uh, he's way too reliant on the Steelers. And that week, the Steelers played the Ravens, and they kept both Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown in check. Uh, Ty Montgomery also broke his ribs that week, so it's not shocking that he scored so few points. Um, number nine, 2015 playing possum, Trevor. Uh, regular season game against Tim again. Um, interestingly enough, uh, this team fi- finished eighth in the standing, so not the worst team in the world, uh, but it it was a mediocre team. Uh, Trevor's best running back that year was Chris Ivory. Uh, so again, not shocking that he scored so few points. All right, all right. All right, now we get to my favorite part of the list. Number eight through uh, six, same player three times, the same team twice. Um, Sweeney, uh, you appear on this list three times, starting with number eight. Uh, Number eight is Trub Thumping, again, 2017. Uh, You scored 60.1 points against Kremlin Knox. Um, this is the week that you decided that Blake Bortles was back. 
he played the Jets, and so you and I talked about it, and we were like, ah, he could probably have a decent game, um, and he didn't. Uh, he still led your team in points, though, with 12.15, so that kind of tells you all you need to know about that week. All right. Now, perhaps my favorite team on the entire list from 2014, occupying spots six and seven, uh, Glutton Bowl. So why I like this team so much is because it made the fucking playoffs, but it also appears on this list twice. Um, first with number seven, uh, Sweeney played Brady's back, bitches, which happens to be his wife's team. Uh rampant speculation that he threw this game, but I can't go back and see who he did and didn't start. Um, but anyway, so we'll never know unless I, he comes on the podcast and admits it. All right. Number six, uh, again with 56 points, 56.36 points this time. Uh, I struggled to see if I should even count this game. Uh, it was the fifth place game. Uh, and surprisingly, he played don't care Galligan, but he cared even less than Galligan. Um, so Glutton Bowl, like, I think it was one of Sweeney's worst, one of the lesser teams he had. Uh, he did have Jamal Charles in one of his good years, and he had Jeremy Hill in his best year. Uh, but the rest of this team was kind of mediocre. He did have Matthew Stafford, which shocked me because I thought Matthew Stafford was on Marissa's team exclusively. All right, so now we're into the top five uh, or bottom five, depending on how you look at it. Uh, this might be the most shocking entrant on the list. Um, D, Crimean Interception, 2015. Again, another playoff team. Uh this was in the regular season. It was against Brady's back bitches who, who appears on this list as the opponent multiple times. Um, she scored 55.93 points. Um, and this is the team that had six players that Danielle recognized this year on our team. So not a lot of turnover. So a team in 2017 that is four and one scored 55.93 points in 2015. All right. Top four. Uh, here is the only team that rivals the glutton bowl as like my favorite slash least favorite on this list. Uh, and this is another game that. I wasn't sure if I was going to count. It's against Trevor playing possum. 2014, Nick Foleslore scored 48.88 points. Um, in the regular season, this team finished 11th, uh, ended it by losing the 11th place game, so finished in 12th. Uh, this was the year that Adrian Peterson uh, got caught for beating his children. Uh, so Adrian Peterson only played one game, and I find it ironic that Tim of all people had Adrian Peterson that year because he spent a prior podcast just talking shit on all uh, the immoral players on Steve's team. Uh, but I digress. Uh, Tim, Nick Folslore, 48.88 points. All right. Number three, Weber, another 2017 team. And this, this is the, the game that actually motivated me to make this list because when Weber scored 47.32 points last week, I was like, that's possibly the worst game that's ever happened. Uh, 
And it's not. It's number three. Uh, he did it against D. Kremlin Knox. I don't know if you would, you know, there's something brother sister going on there that ended up giving Weber bad luck, the Weber luck that we always hear about. Uh, Devontae has been a crazy team this year because they both have the by far the lowest point total this year, as well as he's it's the only team to score 170 plus points in a week. Uh, he's two and three, the two wins, he's outscored the rest of the league and, and the three losses haven't been great. He scored less than 90 week one, and now he scored less than 50 in week five. So it's tough to know where Weber's team actually lies on the, uh, in the power rankings. But anyway, uh, Weber again at number two, 2016, Jimmy gets hurt. Uh, this might be the most infamous game of all time because this was a quarterfinal game. Weber was in the playoffs. Uh, he put up 42.68 points against Sweeney. Um, so he finished the regular season in sixth place, um, but actually won the fifth place game. So uh, it's interesting to see that there's – actually three playoff teams in this list. None of them did great. Uh, and looking back at Jimmy gets hurt. Uh, I'm actually shocked it made the playoffs. Um, if you look at his wide receiver two and wide receiver three, uh, they both scored under 130 points for the year, which averages to about eight points a game. And that's just fucking terrible. Um, but anyway, number one and. I did not know that this game happened. It was in 2014. Uh, the Nick Foles lore scored 39.71 points against the Marius Stormporn, against Marissa. Uh, this team I mentioned before ended up finishing last. Uh, interesting to mention about this team, they also had a, a game in 2014 where they scored 66.71 points against Katie. So yeah, that point total missed this list by 0.33 points. The Nick Foles lore in 2014 was that close to being on this list three times. And because of that, I'm going to say it. Uh, Tim, your team in 2014, the Nick Foles lore, is the worst team in our league's history. I know it's tough to hear, but it's what I feel in my heart. Um, I thought some other interesting just observations about this in making this list. Um, 2014 and 2017 are, are really well represented here, but you need to take into account that in 2014, it's only two teams. So we had terrible teams. And that's why it's on this list four times. But that's also a full season. In 2017, we have three games on this list already from three different teams. We're five weeks in. You know, who knows how low it can get in 2017 when the scores are down. But uh, hopefully uh, the NFL picks it up and we all score more points going forward. Um, some other observation. um there, although there are three playoff teams on this list, uh, none of those playoffs te playoff teams got a bye that year. They all finished the regular season in sixth place, and none of them won the fir their first round games in the playoffs. So, if you're on this list in 2017, your uh, your uh, your chances of winning aren't looking great. Um, 
I thought it was also interesting that in 2014, Katie had a game in which fewer than 60 points were scored against her and a game in which fewer than 70 points were scored against her. Um, but although we only see six players on this list, Tim Weber, D Sweeney, Trevor Galligan, uh, none of our teams are uh, invincible when it comes to scoring very few points. Every, everyone in this league at one point or another has scored fewer than 80 points. Um, so you could be next. Um, like I mentioned previously, Sweeney did get married. He married Katie. They're both members of this league. So I wanted to issue a special congratulations and I wanted to share a message from a, someone who used to participate in this league. He has a message for Sweeney in particular, but I think the sentiments ex- extend to Katie as well. So take it away, Jay. Hey, this is Jay. And I, I just want to say, like, I've seen Sweeney's dick twice in my life. And if he can hang a fantasy football roster like he can hang some cock, he's going to do all right. 